Welcome to the Cleaning for Profit podcast, the podcast that helps you get started in your own cleaning business. For more information on starting your own cleaning business, visit cleaningforprofit.com. Hi there, my name is Tom Watson, and I'm going to be walking you through this episode. Today's episode is titled, My Startup Recipe. Today, I wanted to quickly reflect back to when I first started my cleaning business, before I ever had one customer or even an inkling of the success that would come my way. I wanted to do this because I've been getting a lot of people asking me how to get customers so they can get their business off the ground. This is a common question, of course. So many people call me or write me, and I can feel the desire they have to grow their business and get some money coming in. I mean, I, I've been exactly where they are, and I know the desperation that comes with getting started. You feel so alone, but in reality, you're not. It's part of the process, and everybody goes through it. Anyway, the first thing I focused on when starting my business was staying positive. As without that, you sabotage your efforts. When I started, I knew with complete certainty that I was going to be successful. To be honest, I think that had more to do with my success than anything else, as I simply refused to believe I could fail. Next up comes being excited about helping other people solve a problem, as that is all you are really doing. Someone has a cleaning problem, and you are going to do your best to convince them you're the best choice to help them fix whatever the problem is they have. Potential customers customers want people who have some enthusiasm for what they do. Now, that may sound silly to some, but it is true. To illustrate this point, How many times have you seen a TV pitchman on TV trying to sell something by being a killjoy? It doesn't happen. They are positive and full of enthusiasm. That's what people want to see. Now, after getting my brain positive and my body language to show enthusiasm, I started taking concrete actions to make the phone ring. This was multifaceted. I can't go over everything in a podcast, but it included the following. I joined several networking groups and went to every single meeting nonstop, even if I didn't get a single result for months. I kept going. Nothing was going to stop me. I was like a robot. I went to all the meetings, didn't skip any. I joined as many as I could afford to, and I never stopped going. Something you got to keep in mind, networking takes time. You don't make friends overnight. People do business with friends a lot of times, especially in a personal setting. So the networking part takes time, but it is a great investment. Not to mention, there's this hidden benefit that it gets you out into another crowd. You mingle with successful people. This is a subtle learning experience for most. But it's really powerful if you pay attention to the most successful people in the group. Do what they do to get similar results. Next up, we did tons of direct mail. We mailed several hundred letters every single month. Sometimes we mailed out five to seven hundred letters, sometimes even more than that. It just depended on our budget and how much time we had to put it all together. A minimum of maybe 250 or 300 letters is needed per month to get some traction. You can use less, but it just takes more time to get calls. I mean, it's a numbers game. The more, the better. Now, the letters we mailed out consisted of a two-page sales letter. It's the same one we have in our courses we sell on the website, exact same letter. We threw in a magnetic business card we had printed from a company called 3Mag. I think their website is 3Mag.net. They make these killer magnetic business cards, full color. Uh, Sometimes we even included a regular business card as well. So they got two business cards, 
two sales letters, a two-page sales letter. Then we also threw in a sales flyer. This is very important. Normally, it had a discount for 50% off the first month or something very similar. Sometimes we said 25%. Normally, I did 50%. This was a big enough of a deal to get people's attention because that's the name of the game. You got you to gotta grab their attention. You got to grab them by the throat in a sense with this sales letter, something that really like grabs them so powerfully that they, they would be crazy to pass up on this letter. And 50% off your first month does that. No one is ever going to get excited when you offer 10% off. That's, that's a total waste of time. You might as well not even put it on there because 10% is silly. No one, do you get excited for 10% off? I know I don't. I mean, it's very little money. Now, you got to go big to get their attention. So, so what if you only make half that first month? You offer 50% off in the first month. So many people worry about that first month. Well, I won't make nothing. Well, who cares about the first month? If you do your job right, you're going to make tons of money for years to come. And that first month you worked for peanuts for will seem like a distant memory. Who cares? Go get the job 50% off. Work one month at half price and then work the rest of the time at full price. That's 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 a winning combination right there. That's all I ever did. Now, during this time, we also handed out tons of flyers. Uh, we did this with a twist. We didn't just hand out the sales flyer. It was really the same flyer that was in the sales letter, 50% off. We also included our sales letter and a business card. And we just used a paper clip to hold it all together. So it was like we're ha- handing out direct mail packages in a sense, not just a one-page flyer that you know gets tossed in the trash a one-page flyer isn't really enough to tell your story the sales letter you gotta have that two-page sales letter it tells a story and it gets people um, it talks the language of the people that you gotta convince that you want you want people to hire you it's a it's a big deal the sales letter uh, paves the way for people to call you now a big thing you need to keep in mind when sending out direct mail letters and going to door and going door to door at the flyers is who you are going after. When you are new, you can't start with all the big buildings. It's not going to work in most cases. As the big guys, they won't give you the time of day unless you have some experience. This means you'll have to start with smaller stuff that beginners can easily tackle. Small doctor's offices, small and mid-sized office parks also work because many of the tenants have smaller offices, ones that are not too complicated to clean or bid. Ideally, any place that is less than 5,000 square feet would, a good, would be a good place to market to. Small little insurance agents, real estate agents, things of that nature, smaller offices, chiropractors, small stuff, stuff that you can actually walk in and it's not too hard to put a bid together for that. When you go bigger uh, than that, putting together a proposal that makes sense is hard for beginners to pull off as you have no experience to draw upon. That's not to say it can't be done. It's just a little riskier in my opinion. Marketing to the wrong potential customers is the main reason why people can't get accounts when first starting out. You gotta go after the jobs you have a reasonable shot at getting. That's that's the big problem. Go after jobs you have a reasonable shot at getting. You can always work up to the bigger stuff over time. Now comes the last part of this recipe. It comes down to appearance. You need to look business worthy to have a shot at getting business. Even if that is not your style, you better make it your style. Business casual. If you want to make money, go business casual. At the end of the day, 
first impressions are huge, and there's no need to make it any harder for yourself. The old saying is, dress for success, and that will always be true. So this wraps up our episode of My Startup Recipe. I hope you found it interesting, and thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode. For more information on how to start your own cleaning business, I encourage you to visit my blog at cleaningforprofit.com. Just click on the blog section for my latest posts. Should you have any questions or comments about this episode, just visit the website and go to the Contact Me page. I look forward to hearing from those of you who touch base, and I'll talk to the rest of you next week. Thanks again for tuning in.